Welcome to another episode of Podcast from the Edge, talking common sense. I'm Manju, your host, otherwise known as Ms. E.M., and I thank you once again for listening to the show. In this episode, I'll be speaking with a young woman who had a very interesting experience applying to college, and maybe even a controversial one, but I'll let you decide. So sit back and I hope you enjoy the show. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm well. Thank you so much. I really thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us about this very important yet interesting topic about the vaccine mandates. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's um, I'm, I appreciate it. I'm excited to talk about it. So you want to tell your story? Sure. So last year, I applied to the speech-language pathology graduate program at Southern Connecticut State University. My mom and I were kind of bummed because at the time, there was a COVID vaccine mandate for everybody in place. But around April 1st, we saw on the website that the vaccine mandate had been lifted and we were we were overjoyed and i ended up going ahead with the application i i think it was i think i was on the fence of whether or not to apply because of that mandate and then they lifted it and i was like oh that's amazing i'll go ahead and my mom my mom and i were like celebrating we were so happy but then uh once i got accepted into the program and then in my welcome to the program email which I received on April 19th. I was accepted into the program in March and then on May 19th, about a little over a month later, I think, I got a I got a welcome to the program email that alerted us, um, whoops, you still have to be vaccinated because Southern Connecticut State University still requires the mandate for nursing students and speech language pathology students just those two just those two majors okay. just those two departments are required to get the vaccine now i could go on to explain which i think a lot of people know at this point but i could go on to explain how a vaccine mandate especially at this point makes absolutely no logical sense is is founded on a complete fallacy and is going to end up harming so many people rather than doing really any good, um, especially because most student, most of this, not not students, but most patients in speech language pathology, the, th the, the thing that you think of pretty immediately is children. And if children are supposed to be part of these vulnerable populations that we're supposed to be protecting, children are at virtually no risk for COVID. And even if we were working with elderly populations, the vaccine has been proven not to work. So there's no reason at all for this mandate. 
I my hunch is if you follow the money, you'll you'll probably find that the reason that they're keeping this going is because of grant money. That's my hunch. I'm not positive that's what's going on, but it's certainly been the model of other institutions that are keeping their mandates in place that have no reason to. If you follow the money, it makes sense. But regardless, it's just a disheartening situation, and it doesn't seem to be changing anytime soon. Even after the CDC themselves have clarified that there is no functional difference between vaccinated populations and unvaccinated populations in terms of transmissibility. So the whole thing is very baffling and very disheartening, and I'm hoping that this rectifies itself soon. I, I'm circulating a petition in conjunction with Young Americans for Liberty. Um, they're a libertarian organization, a student organization, and they act on behalf of students looking to overturn campus mandates, including vaccine mandates and also things like pepper spray mandates, um, like things that uh, other other mandates that don't make sense. <laughs> They they're they're really great with um with activism in terms of college students and they've been helping me circulate this petition. I have at least a hundred signatures. I still have I still have to check um the exact number, but it's been it's been going really well. And I really I, I will share it the link with I, I will share the link with you with you all. Hopefully, Manju can post it somewhere easily accessible. And I would love it if anyone could sign it because we really need help out here. So that's my story. Okay, so um, your the community college that you would like to go to or attend. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Manju. I should have clarified. I'm attending community college to 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 fulfill prerequisite requirements for graduate school. I'm not trying to get into a community college. I'm going to community college right now to uh, fulfill prereq requirements. Um, the okay. university I'm looking to attend is Southern Connecticut State University. I'm hoping to get in, but I'm currently a community college student. I'm so I'm so sorry about that. I should have clarified before. Oh, no, that's okay. Thank you so much. Um, but that is a state university. So do you think, um, have you tried contacting um, the state at all in terms of their health department to find out why they still have this mandate for the vaccines? I don't know if I would get, I don't know what kind of answer I would get really. I might get ignored, but I will, I, there, that's, I guess it's no, there's no harm trying. I believe I sent an email to the head of CT colleges and universities a while ago. Um, but I, I, I'm not sure I got a response. I that that's something that I have to dig back up because I'm pretty sure I emailed him a while ago, but I don't remember what it was about. <laughs> so I have yeah, to I have to clear that up. But that's a good idea. One, yeah, because it's only because it's a state university and it probably gets funding from the state. So I'm just thinking maybe if you tried that route with the Department of Health in the state of Connecticut and what is their policy and procedure in advising these state colleges, um, especially now, I just want to go over, have you ever had COVID-19 naturally? Like, have you ever been exposed to it? Have you gone through it? Yes, I had COVID twice last year. I had it once in January and once in April. Um, it was unpleasant, but it was, uh, I survived. and. You know, it was, it was, I, I more or less had the flu. 
I, it was, I had, I had this, the precise symptoms of, I knew it wasn't the flu, it was COVID, but it, it was more or less akin to a bad flu. I wasn't used to being sick. So it was a, it was a bit of a whopper experience of, oh no, I, I have a temperature for the first time in like 15 years. I had, I, I was, I was, I was, I was a little bit unprepared because I'm usually very robust and very healthy, but it, it was it was an okay it was an okay experience overall and my I was able to I was able to get it back on my feet pretty quickly in both instances it was just you know it was just it was uncomfortable like the flu so I it, it were but it, but I was all right I had it I had it twice and I haven't gotten it since I know it's been going it goes around kind of not not too often but every once in a while it goes around to hear about it um, luckily I haven't gotten it since um, I know that. I had, you know, in between the times that I got COVID, um, I at least had a few months of that sweet, sweet natural immunity. So, and and I've heard too that getting COVID is a better defense against the virus than the actual vaccine. I completely believe that, especially with more the 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 more data comes out about the vaccine, the more more or less the less the less convinced I am that the vaccine has anything has any effect on anything to do with COVID. Um, I actually heard, I was listening to the children's health defense Friday round table. They have a, apparently they have a, they have a zoom meeting every Friday that they broadcast. Uh, children's health defense is a fantastic organization, by the way, I highly recommend you check them out. It they're, uh, they're incredible. They had a, a, a meeting at I think it was the Wolcott Connecticut library uh, back in, I believe it was November that I went to, I got to talk to Dr. Peter, Mc, Peter McCullough. That was, I, I was starstruck. It was amazing, but reg- any, regardless, um, children's health defense had an amazing Friday round table where uh, Dr. Na- Dr. Naomi Wolf was on and Dr. Naomi and Naomi Wolf was talking about Pfizer. Actually, the thing is Pfizer actually, <laughs> There was some way that they found out that Pfizer's vaccine for COVID, the third side effect for, of the vaccine is getting COVID. Can you believe that? It's, it's um, insane. Yeah, I think it's because it affects your T helper cells that actually right. gives you immunity. So, you know, it kind of um, suppresses that and depresses that too. That's probably why. But um, yeah, so... You've had COVID twice, so you have developed natural immunity towards COVID. Now, have you asked the school, or maybe you can mention this in your um, communications with the state Department of Health, how, what is the procedure for that? I mean, will that be valid? Yeah, I, I, oh, I didn't mean to interrupt, Manju, I'm sorry. Uh, They, they don't. They they really don't care. They they really want you to get. It's really just the vax. I don't think I've ever seen a caveat where they or any kind of concession that they'll make because you already had COVID. I, I'm pretty positive what matters is you getting vaccinated. I, I mean, what I can about mention, the boosters? Do, do they do they want boosters also from you or from any student or applicant? I only I think I saw I only, I only saw literature about the vaccine. I only the the one thing that I saw mentioned here. I actually have their policy. I can bring it up right now because I'm in my student email right now. I can check and just make sure make sure that this is clear. 
Yeah. So there's here's the COVID vaccination policy. Yeah. So here it is uh, for Southern Connecticut State University. All communication disorders, meaning speech language pathology, students are required to be vaccinated to participate in on and off campus placements. Students seeking exemptions to vaccinations can either apply for medical or non-medical exemption. That's true. So there's uh, there are the procedures for medical and non-medical exemptions. And then individuals with an approved exemption for medical or non-medical reasons will be required to wear masks at all times indoors be subjected to testing, remain off campus during a disease outbreak, or be expected to quarantine. And that's all they have. They don't mention boosters. So it's a little unclear. Um, yeah, but yeah I, would that's... Kind of, I would dig a little deeper into that. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, I'm you're okay. getting over my cough. Um, so I just wanted to also ask the other thing was, um, if... They do have medical exemption. What about religious exemption? They do not have a religious exemption. I know that people have been really fighting the religious exemption. They don't like that at all. And I and for good re- and you know I I I can see why because religious exemptions can they can be really effective and also they give religious people a voice, which I think the left really doesn't want. But regard anyway, that's a whole other discussion. But regardless, they don't they do not have a religious exemption. I would absolutely do a religious exemption if they had it. I, I think that that would be an, an amazing opportunity just to really, really pour my soul out just as why this is just a terrible thing that's going on with the vaccine. But regardless, there's no option for that. They call I think it's more or less been replaced by something called a non-medical exemption, which is what what I'm the option I'm going to take. And my um, my mom is helping me with this. She's been amazing. Uh, basically, I'm I'm going to compile as much evidence as I possibly can against the vaccine and just send it. Whether or not they actually bother to go through it is another story. I hope they do, and I hope that I hope that there's a way to reach them because. I, I I mean the mandate's ridiculous and the vaccine is doing if you if you do a lot if you do research on your own you'll find that the vaccine does a lot of harm um, especially to young people um, obviously you have the statistics with myocarditis and irregularities in terms of reproductive health all these there are lots and lots of different effects uh, there are the main effects being heart health and reproductive health but there's a lot to it, and it's uh, very frightening. So I, 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 re- I really recommend anyone listening to do their own research on um, vaccine side effects because it's it's really it's very very sad what's happening to um, to our young people who are forced to get vaccinated to go back to school, and there are people who are even just dying, just dropping dead suddenly, and right. it's happening in, with increased frequency. So there's so much there's so much against it, and just com- I feel like compiling that at the very least will just give them a big old receipt saying, "Hey, this is really wrong, and I think you know it, and I think you need to do something about it." And that's basically what I hope to accomplish with that particular form. So it's going to be a non-medical exemption because I I am not confident that I can find a physician that would sign off on a medical exemption, especially in Connecticut where everyone's as blue as the sky. So I don't think that's going to happen, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, especially if you speak to your own medical doctor, um, I know there are some inflammatory diseases and things like that, that um, 
would not be very um, conducive to getting the vaccine or there, excuse me again, there are other conditions um, one may have medically that's again, um, a risk factor towards some of these, you know, towards the COVID vaccine. The other thing I wanted to ask you too is, have you spoken with or communicated with any of the students that are currently in the program? I have um, very, very minimally. I did send out the petition when I first, uh, when we first, uh, well, when Yale ghost basically ghost wrote it for me. They're very, they were, they did the the brunt of the actual. They they wrote the petition, they wrote the document, and my job has been to circulate it. And I the first the first group of people I believe I circulated it to were my immediate classmates who had been accepted into the graduate program. And I just sent the petition to everybody and explained, you know, just explained the situation, you know, gave them my little spiel, sent them the petition link. I didn't get any responses except to for people to get back and show support for the vaccine mandate. That was it. So um yeah, so, so no, I haven't had any success with that. I see. Okay. So they basically had taken the vaccine or the booster and they really had no problems with anything. They were saying, um, they just got back to me. They were all very respectful. Obviously it was just a, they were just expressing themselves and they, no, no one, no one was rude or anything. They were just saying, yeah, no, I support it. I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I'm just not going to sign it. Cause I'm, I just, I support the mandate. We are, you know, we're working the, the through line was like, we're working with, um, we're technically working with vulnerable populations. So we have, you know, a responsibility to get vaccinated. However, if you, if you look at the data and you look at the, if you, and you look at the research that so many doctors have done and doc, mainly doctors who have been tacked and in some cases have their licenses attacked or revoked. So their, their research in particular, because they want to, they, you know, people want to silence them shows that the vaccine is so it, it, it not only d- doesn't really protect against anything, no one's really protecting anyone here. There's, you know, obviously there's there's a huge risk for harm, especially with uh, especially with young people. So it's and but you know people. Uh, what I completely understand about people who don't, people who haven't signed it, and and you know I get some I get some pushback. I send I send the petition out a lot, and I you know I get some pushback. It's just natural, and I understand why people people would refuse mainly because. We live in an age where the vast majority of people, they don't really have, they don't have time to do their own research. They're living their lives. They're on a, basically an IV drip of mainstream media telling them this is, this is what's happening. And, uh, this is, this is the research that you need to believe. And anything running counter to that is being, um, being, propagated by terrible bad people that you have to be silenced and you can't listen to them or else you're a bad person too that kind of thing um the whole typical mainstream media left leftist stuff so that's i completely understand why why people are wrapped up in that because i mean i i was too for a really long time and the average person isn't gonna you know the average person isn't gonna know about this because uh, the average person doesn't know and that's completely understandable because people, people just, people just don't know they're sheltered, they're sheltered from this. 
And that's why I think it's, it's so important to speak out because if I can expose anyone in any way to just taking a look at this, because it's, it's a huge human rights violation and we're going to see this unfold over the next, I would say decade, pretty, pretty drastically. And we're going to see all these, all of these side effects come to light and people will, will eventually realize what, what a terrible harm this has done. It's just that, you know, now, now the understanding is no vaccines are good. Vaccines are good. Don't, don't question them. Don't question them. So it's harder to reach people. Um, so it's a tough situation to be in, but I hope that there's a way to get through to people. That's all. That's my hope. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That makes perfect sense and everything, you know, cause you don't want to have your civil liberties being violated or have anything be mandatory. No, I don't want anyone. Um, You want a choice, you know, you want to be given a choice, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think everyone deserves a choice. Oops, sorry. (laughs) No, no, it's true. I mean, with anything, you know, Um, especially since, you know, this vaccine has never really gone through years and years of clinical trials. No, it hasn't. And and normally the vaccines do go through years and years of clinical trials and there's no i mean there there's no way to there's no way to know what's going to happen to you if you don't if nothing's tested and you just put it in your body so there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of fishy stuff surrounding it and i i i don't i don't trust it personally there's a lot of reason not to now because there's a lot of a lot of evidence that have, that has come out I I think that net it's a net harm absolutely uh for 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 young, especially for young people but for people in general um who take it it's a net harm to their health there's so much there's so many there is it's an mrna vaccine and which which is different completely different from a normal vaccine it has has all these additives it's it's it can be it, it has the potential to be extremely harmful and with young people, especially, they have to be extremely careful because it does, like I said, there are pretty strong studies that suggest that it has a lot, it has a huge negative effect on cardiac health and on reproductive health. It's not, it's not a good scene. So I think that as long as, as long as people do their own homework and do their own research, they will find that this is something that needs to be fought. And I, I hope that, I hope that people do that in the near future, because I think that people really need to start waking up to this. So I really, really hope that every, everything kind of comes to light soon because all this, um, all this evidence can't be held underground forever. You know, it's gotta be, it's gotta be let out into the open at some point. And I hope it happens soon because after that we can start, we can start hopefully doing what needs to be done to reverse some of this damage. So, yeah. Well, yeah, that's usually what I would tell any audience member or anybody that um, had any questions or even if they did want the vaccine and that's their every right to do so. Um, I think it's good to always do research, no matter if you're against it or for it, you know, always do your own research about something, you know, we do research about what we eat you know, what kind of makeup and skincare, you know, is good for our skin is, you know, so there's things like that, that people just can do and look up 
Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're right. Okay. So um, I usually like to ask this question of all of my guests. Um, what is the one piece of common sense that you would like to leave with the audience? If something seems off, it probably is. <laughs> That's my, <laughs> if something doesn't add up, and something doesn't seem to make sense, follow your gut and read more into it. That's my, that's my best advice, especially for, especially for teenagers and young adults uh, living in this, in this pretty, pretty insane world right now. I, I, I would say that that's probably the best thing that you can do. Use your gut instinct. If something seems odd and something seems like it doesn't make logical sense, but people keep saying it over and over again, like it's the empirical truth. And even even more, even more so, if something doesn't make sense and people keep insisting that that's the only way you're, that's the only conclusion you're supposed to come to. And anything, any anyone who's countering it is a bad person. That's a pretty big clue that there's something fishy going on. And you can absolutely, absolutely do your own research with that. So I guess it's a combination of... Um, Listen to your listen to your inner voice and do your own research. Uh, do your own homework. I know I know it's tough because you might not have a lot of time, but if there's so much stuff out there, there's so much alternative media that's being censored right now. There's so much there's so much alternative stuff that you can that you can look at, and so many and so much medical research and so many doctors that, like I said, that have also been suppressed that really reveal a lot that you might not have thought of otherwise. So I would say that that would be my advice. Oh, that's a great piece of advice, actually. Well, thank you very, very much, Chloe, for joining this episode. Um, I think, you know, it was such an interesting topic that people are still should be aware that this still goes on in some colleges, unfortunately. I mean, you're just there to learn to really help people in the end. So um, I'm glad you were able to put a spotlight on this. Oh, thank you, Manju. I appreciate that. That's nice of you to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So again, thank you so much for joining us. And if there's any, like I said, um, links to anything or um, piece of um, like a follow-up that you've done with um, the State Department of Health or with the CDC, please let us know what happens and keep in touch and let us know what happens in the end. Thank you, Manju. I absolutely will. Okay, then. Good night. Good night. <laughs>